1: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Basketball Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas.
0: And who, sir, are you? Producer Matt Dunks on the keys, pushing the
1: buttons. Freddie, we're at the season seven finale. How are you doing? Wowzers. uh, I am doing pretty good. LeBron won his fourth title. Wow. Lakers won it all. Uh, The NBA season is over and... um, the Bubble you know, the has work, burst. The bubble has burst. Yeah. We, you know, the work the work never stops. We're we're back at it. We're we're trying to figure out how the Raptors are going to make it back to the championship. That's, That's what right. we're doing.
0: That's right. Yeah. So as I said, this is the season seven finale. This has been our longest season ever. As you know, uh, fans, listeners of the podcast, our seasons run along with the NBA seasons. And season seven, this is our 45th episode, a record. And usually they end at the end of the playoffs, which usually take place in early June. And then we go into our offseason funhouse episodes, which we will do as of next week. Uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been almost a full year in this season. It's been a long, a weird one. Um, you know, coming out winning a championship and then you know the post Kawhi era. It's uh, like, how do you feel about this year overall?
1: Uh, I feel great. It was a uh, really, really, um, you know, sorry from like an on court perspective. Uh, I think it was really, really fun. Uh, all of our players that we wanted to develop developed infinitely better than we could have hoped. Um, the vets kind of held it together. Uh, it wasn't enough. We lost in seven to a really, really good team. Uh, you know, uh, Masai's still here. Mm-hmm. We re-up Nurse. I think things are looking really, really awesome in Raptors land. Um, but, you know, there's work to be done. Uh, I don't think we're, we're heading into next season as like a as a as necessarily a formidable contender but um you know uh lots about to happen we got the draft we got the off season yeah uh and um training camp and and we'll, we'll figure out when this new season is gonna start as well right and with that will come season eight of our podcast
0: uh which is crazy and but in the meantime we'll be in the off-season funhouse uh coming at you weekly business as usual huge uh, so
1: and uh Matt, I got to ask if, uh, if people want to like, you know, support <laughs> us and help us grow all, all the good, like information that people need to know for this podcast, where can they find that? What, Look, what it, do they got to do? It's always a good place to be at dunkspodcast.com
0: because we got, we've got all our links there for everything, our social media, all of our podcatchers. We've even got a link for the Sonar Network, which is the podcast network that we are a part of. Go to the sonarnetwork.com. You can listen to us there as well as our website, or you can listen to all the other great podcasts that they have on there as well. And I will mention that as you're listening to this today on the, it would be the 14th when this comes out, this is the last day for their their uh, their contest for their fan hey. artwork. So, you know, doesn't matter which podcast you're doing fan art for, we would love to see some Confederacy of Dunks fan art. You're going to get a pair of uh, $130 uh, Sugio. Uh, Regent 2 Headphones, I think. I believe that's how you say it. Studio. Studio. And yeah, you know, if you may get picked to get those those hot hot, uh, sound speakers. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, very smooth. Uh, So yeah, anyway, just, uh, you know, you can just tag them in your Instagram post of your artwork, make sure you follow them on Instagram and, and, uh, hashtag it's sonar fan art. And you could be in the running for these sweet headphones. And you know what you need for the winter? You got to cover up them ears, but you also got to cover up that head. And we've got Confederacy Dunks too. Freddie, I know you got the stock. Uh, do we still got plenty in stock ready to go?
1: Yeah, I think, there, I think it was was
0: eight eight or nine. Oh, wow. We've really gone down a little bit. Okay. Really, so. We've gone through some. <laughs> We're doing it. We're shipping these, baby. I mean, these things are anti-itch uh, compliant. And as Freddie's leaning into the camera now, if you're on the YouTube channel, you'll see that he's very proud and very warm. And how, what's the itch level out of a 10? Uh, one being
1: 10 out of 10. My 10 head's of, on fire. Oh,
0: my God. No, no. No
1: he's itch covered in whatsoever. Lice. I'm doing great. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. So if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can send us an email, thirstydunks at gmail.com. We've also got a Shopify. You can order through there. We'll just mail them right to you. Uh, get a toque for the winter, everybody. You got to stay warm. You know, even if you're inside more than you usually are, get the toque, right? Oh, and also, yeah. yeah. Should I say our Patreon as well? Why not? All
1: right. Let we'll people
0: know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dunks podcast. Uh, check that out on the Patreon. We've got the links at dunkspodcast.com for that as well. And if you can support in any way, we would really appreciate it.
1: And uh, hopefully, it'll, you know, we'll. it's pretty great. It's pretty, it's pretty great. great if you great. can't great. support us in any way, you know, yeah. even just take, take a little bit of, time to rate review like i th- iTunes, everyone says it matters yeah. so i
0: think it, I it think really it does yeah we've had a so, lot of great people review which is great and you know? i think like you
1: like if you don't get a rating a review like yeah you might you might wind up getting like your butt kicked
0: yeah hey and if you got some negative stuff so. to say that's fine we did get a two-star back in the uh, championship run because mm-hmm. we didn't switch to an everyday podcast and, and, and that's worries. on us that is on us
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I think, I think we're basically good to go, but before we just jump right in there, um, let me say, uh, you know, nothing exactly that I'm going to dive into right now, but, um, as always email your city councilors. the fight's not over, defund the police, black lives matter, and, um, keep trying to be as good as you possibly can in your uh, individual community and larger than that as well. Uh, but Matt, if you feel like we're ready to, to rock it and talk some Raptors, NBA, everything, um, please, would you just give me an okay? Oh. Okay. Uh, the NBA season is over. It's officially the offseason, um, but we obviously have a lot to talk about. Raptors and NBA and and just the world. Um, he hasn't been on the podcast in a long time. I'm super excited to see him. He looks like he's in a palace. I, I, I shouldn't say that. He is in a palace. So if you see him, of course, it's a palace. Don't be like me. Don't doubt him. Don't question it. Uh, you know, he's, he's been on JFL, HBO, Comedy Network. Uh, you probably know his voice from the debaters. Or if you've ever heard his voice, because it's the best, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Arthur Simeon.
2: I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Thanks uh, for having me. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. I'm happy to be back.
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's been way too long. And I think, I think the last time you were on, it was probably at my old High Park house. And now I've, I've moved just one block away. Mm, that's incorrect. Wow. That's incorrect, Freddie, actually. Is it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was last on episode 27 back in February of 2016. Wow. wow. It would have been in my house. Well, first of
1: all, it's still
2: somewhere near Hyde Park, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Matt's dragging me a little bit here, <laughs> humiliating me. But so, row House, happening. same neighborhood. Yeah, same neighborhood ish. Yeah. Um, I always forget where uh, this next guest lives. Um, But you know what? I should stop talking about where people live. How about that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Why are you trying to <laughs> set people up right now? Yeah, this is no gonna... good
1: in the world of uh, everybody gets doxxed all the time uh, which is <laughs> what the, the world is now uh i should stop talking about where people live but um she's amazing she's an incredible writer uh she's written for the beaverton uh mr d this hour uh tons of shit um give it up as loud as you can she loves nurse which is a little bit weird for katherine Niker. critical and I, I need to just tone it down and be a bit yeah. more accepting and yeah, you're coming in with a lot of spice just Too a much. load of <laughs> um a lot Catherine? of spice.
3: i've i've literally met people through my love of nick nurse
1: yeah so and it's it,
3: like it's been it's been a very fruitful crush i have to
2: say <laughs> what do you mean when you've met people like like, like friends fellow... like i've met
3: other women at shows prior to the pandemic who like agreed with me like oh I also love Nick Nurse and would like come up to me and share their love with me
2: and was that a good feeling or was it one of those things where you felt a little bit like hey back off like
3: <laughs> no 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 it was a good feeling it was a good okay. feeling I wasn't competitive about it because he is married so we're all against one woman and that's right. his wife uh no right. I'm just kidding she seems she's great she
2: seems great he's married yeah. for now
3: for now <laughs> yeah.
1: his wife is very unsuspecting of this whole crew of women that have amassed
3: yeah, yeah. women in comedy <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, real niche well let's uh let's let's dive right into some raptors talk matt um I, I know we're not we're no longer the champions i don't know if you're gonna play the champion sting or what you got but please whatever Raptors sting you got give it to me <laughs> Um, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's jump right in. Uh, Arthur, um, yeah, to take this question, whatever we want. Um, Gasol is not, it's not super official, but it seems like he's, you know, heading back to Spain to finish out his career. Ibaka, I guess we'll see if the Raptors are willing to pay what he asked for. I think there's like some mutual, you know, want for Ibaka to come back. Um, but he's aging. Uh, we have uh Duan Hernandez. Uh, potentially we bring back Boucher, but other than that, that's kind of, um, it's kind of what we're looking at from like the big man center department. Obviously, OG can do some, he can guard some, some centers in like a small ball scenario, but uh, yeah. What do you, what do you see for the, like the future of the Raptors center position? Like, should they target it in the draft? Is it like of high importance or is it kind of like, no, we can figure it out. It's not, it's not a big deal.
2: Well, it's definitely of high importance. I think because we have two very small guards in the backcourt. So we kind of need someone in the middle, mostly for rim protection. Cause I think the offense can sort of figure itself out. At, at least that's the way Nick knows, has sort of yeah. set the team up to be like, you know, we'll figure out who's going to score in the middle of the play as opposed to most teams that have a go-to score. So I think there's definitely a need for center. I think Serge would be great for another year if he can come back.
1: Yeah. Like even if Um, it's like a bloated contract, it's like steadying.
2: He's a guy that can shoot relatively okay for a big man and he can guard the perimeter in ways that most people can't. And he's an amazing sharp blocker. So it's one of those things where it's like, if he's focused, he's actually a pretty good um, guy to have in the middle of the paint. My only problem with him is like, he takes so many plays off if he's not involved in the offense.
1: Yeah. Like it's very
2: difficult to sort of like just sell him the idea of like, Hey, you're just going to be a defensive guy and occasionally uh, get to shoot threes. Like he feels like he wants, you know, his own shot.
1: Yeah. I was just going to chime in with like, it seems like he, you know, you can rely on surge to like a certain degree. Like, right. you know, he started a bunch of last year and then, you know, in the playoffs, like a started over him, um, which a lot of people, you know, I think had a problem with, but um, just sticking with you, uh, Arthur for a sec, like, do you think that, like well, what's like just assuming we yeah like I think it's a fair assumption we bring back Serge. What do you think like stylistically is his best like compliment?
2: Definitely shot blocking, definitely rebounding, because that's the thing the Raptors need is someone to rebound in ways that are disruptive. the 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 praise for de Debio leading up to this playoffs so was because he was very disruptive. In his in his style of rebounding, and yeah. we need that. We OG and Siakam both are very lacking in rebounding power, and those are the centerpieces for the Raptors moving forward. Which is kind of scary because like they can defend when you know the ball is in someone's hands, but they both switch off quite often when the ball is in the air. And now that everyone was just wants to you know bomb away you kind of need someone to pick up those. You know, yeah, second no, it's, balls. So I think Serge does that. He's older. So you'd have to find someone in that realm. I don't think you'd get it in the draft because that's a skill you learn in the league. Yeah. Like unless you're coming in as an amazing rebounder from college, which I haven't seen yet. I think the last person I can think of was maybe Anthony Davis that came in with that kind of like, you know,
1: like rebounding power, rebounding. like straight
2: out of the top. Like it's something that you sort of just learn. Like coaches and veteran players have to yell at you enough times for you to remember that you got someone has to go and pick up the ball if it's if it's not a basket. Yeah. So I think that's that's the main thing that we would look for is someone to help because we got killed on the boards in the playoffs and we shouldn't.
1: Yeah, and 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 like we're so good on defense that it, it was weird because like you could see. Like, you know, one possession goes by and, and they get an O-Reap and it's kind of like, okay, well, this team's so good on defense that we can stop them again. Yeah. And then we stop them again and then it's like, okay, but they got another O-Reap. So eventually you're going to get unlucky and it's going to like kick out to a shooter or whatever. Yeah. Um, Catherine, what do, you, uh, what do you think about like the future of the center position for the Raptors right now?
3: I mean, I think Serge is great. Like, I agree with uh, all the points that Arthur made. I I do think that Serge easily has another two to three great years in him left where he can keep up this level of consistency. Um, I do think, I mean, I don't know if Chris Boucher and Duan Hernandez are the backup centers for us. I mean, Chris Boucher lacks uh, size, and I haven't seen Dwan Hernandez play, so I can't really have an opinion on him either way. Um, the one thing I do feel like we lack if we're looking for a backup center is speed. Like, especially in the Boston series, it looked like we were a f- entire, st- like a full f- step slower it, to the point where we couldn't rely on our transition offense anymore and then our half court offense just wasn't there and i feel like if we are going to make a trade or make a move um yes we need size because like uh, arthur said our front court or sorry our um our backcourt's really small but also like i think we need we need speed that that's how i feel
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I agree with all you guys' points. So like, I'll just add in, I feel like some, some verticality would help too. Like someone who Uh could be used as a lob option, just some kind of like athleticism. Like Mark was, yeah. Mark's just his own kind of like weird brand of like super, you know, he's a big Buddha. He's like this like super IQ (laughs) slow guy who would box out several people at a time. So someone else could get a rebound. Which is cool, but yeah, you're not going to bring in whoever we get. He was like
3: a center guard.
1: Yeah, he he, he's just his own thing. So I feel like
2: which can work because I think that's what Jokic is doing right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, and if obviously if you can land some some weird like super talent, like like yeah, Jokic too is is is, he's a great example of someone who like defense isn't all about like raw you know power and skill because like. You know he's still a bit of a turnstile at times, but he's gotten better incrementally. But like, like for sure throughout his career, obviously he's like ridiculous on offense, but he's definitely like gotten better and better and better on defense and, and kind of like uses his size more effectively. Um, what, what was my next uh, My next uh, question, Catherine. Um, oh yeah, okay, it's this one. Um, I'm just thinking about like, like stupid, like, or not, I'm sorry, not stupid, like fun, kind of like Toronto player traditions. So like Kyle Lowry giving out turkeys on Thanksgiving is like, that's pretty set. He's been doing that for a while. People know that he does it. Like he's Kyle's awesome. He's a legend. He's going to get a statue hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, you know, for, for the Vince fans, they'll remember that Vince actually had a club so vince had like this like vip party club so you know he like that was that was his his thing in the city i mean he did a bunch of stuff too but um,
3: i mean it wasn't an annual tradition it was sorry just, yeah like, you know <laughs> what it doesn't really fit the question
1: very well but i was just it was called it's
3: called inside yeah I, I remember those were my clubbing days
1: the, yeah exactly you were trying to, you were trying to sneak in see if like a young nick nurse was there yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> Nick Nurse at Vince Carter's club. Um, he was on a farm in Maine, yeah, yeah. Nick Nurse was like, <laughs>
3: if he was in Toronto, he would have gone to the club though, yeah, back in the early
1: 2000s, no doubt. Oh, yeah, Nick Nurse is like just learning, full, like, he's like basically Neo Matrix, like plugging in basketball. Yeah, yeah. He would have been
3: making moves you wouldn't like expect out of like his body. Like it would be really confusing. But then you'd just be like, "Oh, this guy's intriguing, and he's buying me drinks." You know, I feel like that was his game for like a long time.
1: (laughs) And then like the DJ turns it down. It's like, oh my god, the Arkells are here. (laughs) Nick Nurse and the Arkells are going to play some acoustic guitar. Um. Okay. Uh, my question's dumb anyway, so that's fine that we meandered, but, um, yeah, the last part was annual tradition. Amir Johnson used to do the zombie walk or at least he did it a couple of times and he was a really tall zombie. It was great. Um, yeah. Pascal starting his, I think, I think it's a four year, it might be a five year, um, like his kind of, uh, his version of a max. Uh, so he's, he's our guy for a little while anyways. Um, what do you want Pascal to get involved with in Toronto? Like what, it can be his own thing or something that's already happens every year.
3: Well, okay. So Vince Carter did have an annual uh, charity game in the summer. He did. So he did have an annual tradition here. Um, I went, it was really fun, uh, thrilling uh, <laughs> for an exhibition game. Um, I think. Okay, so Pascal, I'm trying to recall the origins of the spicy pea name because I recall a quote where he said, I don't like spicy food. I don't need spicy food. I am spicy. And then everyone started calling him spicy pea. But then I've heard other people say other origin stories. And then I think he hated the name for a while and then decided to double down with his own nando's hot sauce. Hmm. So I think if he's doubling down on the name, he should continue to do that and just do like a like a hot ones thing but like for charity.
1: That's I mean and he Raptors should eat should spicy argue. food. Yeah, the, the that's what I like I love spicy stuff so I never bought that. I never bought the like. I'm so personally spicy that I don't want to eat spicy food. I'm like, you should also like. Sp- it's it's good. It's. Tasty. I think
3: he was just trying to be cute. Yeah, it went way too far.
1: Um, Arthur, what about you? What's uh? What's I just want to like-
2: see. See, I, I like the the spicy food idea so much. That I can't even think of of oh,
1: uh, a better one. Yeah, yeah, an alternative
2: that would even be that because that would actually be great. And it's like.
1: Mind the stuff. marketing
2: is inbuilt already. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's like you don't need to change a lot of things, like spicy peas, you know, annual, you know, food challenge or whatever for charity would be perfect. I just want yeah. that at that event, OG is there giving out scarves. That's all I want. <laughs> yes. Just to oh off.
1: Yes. Also,
3: yeah. I bet I bet not only would it be so fun if OG wore a scarf, I bet he would win the challenge. Like I yeah. could see oh, OG just oh, yeah. eating spicy food like it's no one's business. It would be
2: so killing him, though. but you wouldn't know. You wouldn't
3: know exactly. He only has one
2: face. It's
3: like yeah. I don't eat food just to yeah. spit it out. That's what yeah. he I'm saying. just.
1: Yeah. I'm just picturing people eating spicy wings with like really itchy scarves on, and they're just like you know their faces are getting red and they're just like it's it's good. This is like a it's a good festival. Yeah. Um, mine was yeah. Mine was like way less cool or funny. Oh, it was, it was basically a, uh, a combo charity game. Cause like, I know that he, you know, grew up playing a bunch of soccer and his brothers all play soccer and stuff, you know, with TFC here. And, uh, I, I will say, I'm getting a little bit back into, I'm re, I'm doing some TFC refreshing during COVID. So, um, but, uh, I feel like, you know, some kind of, some kind of like Raptors, tfc invitational with maybe some like some big time soccer players could be that'd pretty be cool. cool like yeah
2: that'd be very cool especially like in the summer that'd be great
1: you know what i mean like mm. nash would want to be there and yeah. like the mls is becoming a place where like more and more of these like big time international stars kind of, kind of like go to get the last bag you know so like i i bet you a ton of these guys would like would, would jump in and play I don't think Nash would
2: be able to make it because he'd be busy learning basketball from Kyrie.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but everyone else would be able to make it. That's um, Matt. When you, when you bring this podcast back, please edit like a gong sound. in there. Cause that, <laughs> that was a biggie. um I didn't know it was like a full Nash plus Kyrie burn coming. That was big. Like <laughs> the, the extra Kyrie thing was huge. Um, Matt, do you, do you have any ideas for, for Pascal, by the way?
0: Well, uh, yeah. Like I thought that he, he really doesn't have a choice. He does have to lean into his spicy P name. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like, uh, he, he could, I, I love the idea of him doing a hot ones. And then we'll really get to see if he doesn't like spicy food. Cause he'll be like chugging milk in like the first round, probably if you're uh, <laughs> someone that doesn't, doesn't have a tolerance for spicy food. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I think, uh, I think Pascal, we, we really need him to, uh, kind of be that guy, have a fun thing that he does kind of on the side and, and, you know, because he's going to be kind of our centerpiece for a long time now. Hopefully. What about like
1: a big, like, you know, that guy who does like uh, Simon says at the Raptors game, what if it's like a giant <laughs> Pascal says?
0: <laughs> what well, he does more, during the games? Or he's more, just, like, just like goes to Trinity Bellwoods and <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> or like a like a like him and Freddie uh peanut butter and jam kind of like comedy duo.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Something. Yeah, because they have the PB and jam thing going. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think that would be absolutely terrible.
2: Oh it would be. That's why I want to <laughs> see it.
3: unless well, they pay us to be writers like ghostwriters yeah. on it, then I'm all for yeah. it.
1: Oh, I was just thinking like peanut butter and jam festival, but then, then my mind went to, Oh man, you're going to have so many peanut allergies, but that's good for me.
0: I mean, I've, know, I've always I lo- loved the fact too, that he was almost a priest. So if he wants to lean into that, bring that back, maybe become yeah, a priest. Be
1: I I don't, I don't know how he's going to work that angle, like, but if if he could work, especially here,
3: it's like so multicultural, so many different religions and beliefs here. Just do,
0: just do mass at the, you know, at the Scotiabank before a game. You know, once every four times, four times a 20, season. Yeah. Before
1: every game. Just lead mass. I yeah, love am yeah, just, that.
3: I'm just like sitting there, like, do I eat the cracker? Do I not eat? The
1: cracker?
2: <laughs> do I stand? Do I sit down? <laughs> yeah.
1: Know yeah. What's you know, let's ditch this problematic anthem and let's bring in a totally unproblematic, <laughs> like, just twenty-one thousand yeah. person mass. Yeah. Um.
3: Do I get wine
1: with my ticket? What's happening? Uh, Yeah. Okay, Arthur, let's, uh, let's jump back to kind of like, um, well, you know, I guess semi-serious, but um, I don't know where in the top 10, but it looks like the Raptors or, or Vegas has the Raptors somewhere in the top, you know, third of the league next year. Do you like, does that sit right with you? Do you think we're better than that? Are we top five or are we worse
2: I mean it's it's difficult to sell now cuz we don't know who's you know we don't know what Freddy's situation is going to be we don't know who they're going to bring in as the team stand right now I think we are a top 5 team maybe definitely top 10 for sure yeah I can think of maybe 3 three or four teams right now that I would be genuinely worried about. And that would be the Lakers, obviously, if they are coming back as they are right now, because they're also on a bunch of one-year contracts. Right. So I don't know who's going to come back. But the Lakers is the question right leave. now. Yeah. Okay. So Lakers, um, Boston, and Miami are the three teams that I really worry about because they're the ones... That are almost like the Raptors in a way in terms of like you don't quite know I mean I guess the Lakers you know which defend but they're all really good defensively they can spread out and play right um the teams that people sort of put ahead of like oh and Denver Denver is Mm -hmm. like you have to guard five people which is insane uh I don't think any other team has that and if this if they get better it's they're like a move away from really being a problem in the league
1: yeah, you would assume the Rockets are probably gonna like have like fall apart or not. Fall I apart. never worry about
2: the Rockets. Like, <laughs> who's gonna play defense? Is that thing? It's like they. I, no.
1: They're in a spot, man. The Rockets yeah. are in a spot. I don't worry about the Rockets the same
2: way. I don't worry about Milwaukee the same way. I don't worry about even the Clippers. I'm not that terrified of. Like, if the Clippers had come out of the West and they're gonna face the Raptors, out of out of say planning a parade for sure. More than I would
1: with the Lakers. I love it. I love the confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 kind of with you. Like, I feel like, like I, I said all year that like like I thought this was the year, like the NBA Jam year, the year of like ten or eleven contenders, and largely the healthiest team was going to win. Right. Um, I think the Raptors ended up being pretty healthy uh, and and not winning, but but um, yeah, I mean, like Boston, I think you have to say everything looks good going forward. Like, like almost everyone on that team, you know, besides maybe Kemba is yeah. going, to, is going to be better next year. Um, you know, I think that's like, but with Miami, it's a bit of a different question with, you know, with, with tragic and, and, you know, I, I, Butler is 31, but I'm, I'm not worried about him in any way, but um, you know, there's like some, I think they're more similar to us. And uh, Denver totally agree. Clippers totally agree. Lakers, you got to give it to them. Um, Catherine, where where are you at on this? Is like, is there any teams we're like leaving out? Like, I think Philly's a bit weird too, right? No, stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the Raptors are done in Philly. Yeah, come on, this is a Raptors podcast. Yeah, are, are, are either one of you? It's are, not even about a
2: Raptors podcast. Like I said this at the beginning of the season when everyone put Philly behind Milwaukee as the favorites with Boston and Toronto as maybes. And I'm like, I don't know which basketball you're watching, but there's no way in the world. I'm scared of a team that has uh, a non-shooting guard and a, and a somewhat uh, hefty center. Like this, just, just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it didn't work. Um, And, you know, I mean, like I think unfortunate like injury in the bubble, but you know, I don't think it was looking super good anyways. Right. Like the, the, I don't think everything was about to come together. Um, but yeah, Catherine, where, where where are you at on this? Like Raptors kind of like, are you kind of like with me and Arthur? We're like probably top five for sure. Top 10. Uh, I,
3: I, I'm not entirely sure about that to be honest. Oh, okay. Like, I might be, right. I might be the enemy of the episode. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, okay. Um, That's I, fine. That's fine. This is the thing. This is it. The Eastern Conference, in my opinion, A, kind of sucks, and B, is completely wide open. So, like we don't know how good or not good golden state's going to look like next year. We have no idea if the Brooklyn nets are going to gel or not. I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to improve. Like I think this whole league right now is really unpredictable going into next season. So I think maybe on paper, we might be a top 10 team because we'll be in the top, four of the Eastern conference, but I don't know if that really means we're a top 10 team. Like, like for all we know, new Orleans could get, it, could improve Memphis right. can improve. There's right. just so many teams that have a high ceiling right now. And I think uh, the Raptors ceiling is actually quite questionable. Like we really don't know what next year is going to look like. We don't know if we're going to be able to sort of run it back with this, like defending title team or not you know what i mean like there's just so many variables right now so I, I can't confidently say we're gonna we're a top five team i think we might be a top 10 team on paper but i don't know if we'll actually be a top 10 team
1: okay a little bit yeah, of, a little i, bit I agree with you and that's one.
3: why i was
2: hesitant because it's like when it, again the offseason started yesterday and there's going to be so many moves. <laughs> and, and I agree with you. My whole thing about Golden State is that people underestimated how much uh, the others really helped that system. I agree. And it's something that you can't teach. Like, it's something that... No, not, sorry, you can't You can't sort of, like, re, re, um, like Just sort of... I uh, uh, forget the word. Like replicate? replicate yeah. In just, like, a moment. Because it's like, if you're going to use young players, young players don't want to be decoys. Golden State somehow convinced, you know, six or seven players to come in and basically be decoys on offense and play defense, which David West was willing to do. And Sean Livingston was willing to do. And Andre Guidala were willing to do, who in their own right were really good players, but were also like, yeah, we're on our way out. We'll do all this. the David Lee's of this world and stuff like that. Like Barbosa and players, like you're going to tell Wiggins to run up and down the floor five, six times and not touch the ball. And you're going to expect him to be plugged in. Like, I just don't know how that works.
3: Well, I think with Wiggins, it could work out because, I mean, let's be real. He's had a lot of humble pie. You know what I mean? He's had a lot of humble pie. Him being the man was or the number two, yeah. Like it's been proven to not work. And I think he would be willing to take a step back and learn and have a new role. Learn from these guys and maybe try to find himself uh, in that process. I think he will use this as a redeeming opportunity. Um, Also, isn't that way? Yeah they they have the number two draft pick and they could trade that pick for somebody as well. So they have like, I, I don't know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting.
1: Wow, is this a Golden State pod? Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm just wow. saying they could,
3: they're like, there's teams that sorry. are gonna be in the top 10 that we haven't thought about in a while.
1: Well, totally, I mean, like, I'll you say. know, Uh, I think a team like uh, even OKC is pretty volatile because it's like, are they going to trade Paul?
3: Yeah, um, we don't know.
1: Get like a Simmons or like, you know, is there going to be like a blockbuster Milwaukee trade? Like, I I don't think Milwaukee after this this offseason, you know, Giannis is saying a bunch of nice things, but he still hasn't signed his like Supermax. So he's still, you know, all the talk is going to be about where is he going? So I think Milwaukee will... Probably act fairly desperately, and um, yeah, maybe get a Chris Paul or or something like that.
3: I mean, they should act desperately, but are they? I mean, they kept their coach. Like that's I don't know. Yeah, like they that... they kept a coach that refused to make adjustments when everyone and their mother was screaming at him to like put Giannis on the floor for more than like thirty five minutes a game. Like, why else are we like? What are what moment are we waiting for? I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't have faith in, in the buck Catherine
1: bud Bud's system is not broken. They were supposed to be, they're supposed to lose to Miami and five. Um, <laughs> it's all part of the plan. And uh, don't worry. Like we don't, we don't know what, 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 what Mike Budenholzer knows. Okay. So right. you'll see, you'll see all this really embarrassing mm-hmm. losing is going to add up to something. I think.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: although so. as Raptors fans, it kind of did. Um, Okay, let's, uh, let's kind of hit up some some NBA stuff. Um, Maddie. Uh, I don't know if you, you're ready with an NBA sting for me. I don't know if it's an Adam Silver tugboat or what you got, but please, whatever you got, give it to me. National, National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. Yep, you always got to tell people what NBA stands for, just in case. <laughs> it's, it's important. People some people know. don't know. Some people don't know. That's true. And you know, I don't. I came in too hard for this episode. So, also, can you just
2: mention that we're recording this at like six p.m.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. So it's like six thirty like seven. 7. We're having a good like night. You know what Yeah. I mean? It's like if it looks bright, it's because I have a, a several ring lights in my house. Right. Yeah. Um, so does Arthur.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So don't worry about that. Uh Seven thirty p.m. No worries. Um. Uh, Catherine, let's go to, uh, I mean, I almost don't even want to mention it because I feel like it's, uh, there's so many different ways to approach like the, the MJ versus LeBron discussion. And obviously I'm not one of those people that it's like, it's, you know, there, there is no discussion because, you know, LeBron did just like, you know, it keeps getting closer and, you know, whatever your opinion is, but I think I'm a bit more interested in, in LeBron's contemporaries right now uh, and kind of like, I'm just trying to appreciate every little bit of LeBron before I'm like, okay, he's done. And I'm comparing him to, uh, to MJ. Cause I think we'll, we'll all have a long time to do that. Uh, and you know, LeBron's not going to play forever, but uh, yeah, well, with all that kind of meandering aside um, we've seen, you know, Giannis just got back-to-back MVPs. Uh, Harden got an MVP, was a runner-up like three times. Um, Steph got back-to-back MVPs all during, well, you know, LeBron's reign. KD got an MVP. Derek Rose was probably like the first, like, you know, maybe LeBron fatigue MVP. He first went to Miami. Um, but, uh, you know, LeBron's still the king. And I, I don't know if you think he's the best player in the world, but regardless of if you do or not, he's, he's on top. So yeah, my question is like, who's the next person like, or who's the person that takes the crown from him uh, and, and, and never gives it back. Whether even, even like, just like mm-hmm. LeBron doesn't have the ability to take it back. You know what I'm saying?
3: Um, well, I mean, it's hard because I actually think the Lakers currently are probably the early favorites to repeat based on what the current landscape is like a lot can obviously change before the next season starts. Um, I mean, if I had to guess right now, I think it might be, uh, the Dallas Mavericks because Luca has been so unbelievably good in the first two years. Um, like people are already making MVP talks and is like second year in the league. And Christoph Porzingis who I don't, I mean, I don't like the Mavericks. So it's like, I don't even like that. This is my answer, frankly, but like they have size to match up against Anthony Davis. And a lot of teams have been building towards like, like how do we compete against golden state? And mm-hmm. then now it's like the Lakers are big again. And it's like suddenly for the first time in years, Oh, we need, we need a big guy again. And a lot of teams have moved away from that, but Dallas currently still has that. So if they had to match up against each other in the playoffs, I think that would be a riveting series. And I mean, I maybe the Mavericks need a few more key pieces. We don't know if Porzingis can stay healthy or not, but like I could see them having a very strong run for a long time.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think Luca is a really, really good, like, you know, answer for this hypothetical because it doesn't even have to be next year, right? It can mm-hmm. kind of just be like, it's getting closer and getting closer, you know, maybe even someone, you know, like someone else wins the MVP and it's still not LeBron, but he, he's saving yeah, I mean, himself for the playoffs and he can, you know, he keeps winning, right? Because like, I think as long as the Lakers are relevant as a title favorite, LeBron's going to be in that discussion even if he doesn't win the MVP as like, is he still the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think the draw or, you know, I mean, please, please do jump in. But like if, yeah, I don't think the drop off is, is anywhere near that evident right now. Like he's still like that. Like what did he, he did. He just win the championship on like a forty forty point 40 point triple double, like with defense too. <laughs> so it's not like the Cleveland era, LeBron where he's kind of coasting a bit on D. It's crazy. Um mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Arthur, where 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 are you at on like? Kind no, of- I agree.
2: In terms of Luca's development, has surprised even me because I was one of those people who was not buying into the hype. Me too. Until I watched, until I watched the playoffs, and I was like, okay, this guy is pretty good. I don't think there's anyone because the way I see it is, if you were to look at at how LeBron came in, the league was kind of like. Duncan and Kobe Bryant. Those were the mm-hmm. two people mm-hmm. yeah. that were ahead of everyone. And they came in with a bunch of dudes that were pretty good in their own right. You know, Alan Iverson, Kevin Garnett, you know, Paul Pierce. Like there was a generation of people that came in that were pretty good, but Kobe and, 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 and Kevin Garnett, and I guess Shaq in Shaq a way sort sure, yeah. of took over as the best players, but there was not one person like it depends on who you asked. Like, obviously, Laker Nation would, would ride for Kobe. And then everyone else would be like, no, I think, like, you know, Duncan. You got some, you know, Nash
1: there, Dirk.
2: Yeah, and yep. Dirk and all those people. And so, and then when LeBron comes in, he's this hyped kid and then actually lives up to the hype. I haven't seen anyone. Maybe Kevin Durant is the next sort of after LeBron was coming and actually lived up to the hype that they came in with pre-draft. It's been it's been Kevin Durant, maybe Anthony Davis. Kawhi was unknown when he came in. Paul George didn't really like hype people up before he came in. So well,
3: yeah, and to add to that, like nobody had to deal with hype at like like early high school. You yeah. know what I mean? Like their hype all started after the after high school.
2: Yeah. And until Zion, like, you know, Mm-hmm. And Zion has a long way to go to get to that point. So I don't feel like anyone's going to take it away from LeBron because I think LeBron has at least three or four more years left and whether he leaves as a top player might be debatable, but he'll still be top 10, which will still make whoever has the crown kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's like one of those things where when he's walking away, like seven different people are going to be fighting for this. Mm-hmm. Right. With, with yes. no one really emerging because mm-hmm. Luca will be there. Yes. But so will Donovan Mitchell, so will Jamal Murray, in terms of like guards who are like exciting to watch. But then you'll have Anthony Davis still in the league, who I think is an, an a, a really amazing player. You'll have Kawhi maybe if his knees hold up, and you'll have KD if he comes back in any sort of shape. You know, so you have a bunch of people, and then Steph obviously. But Steph was different. Like when people talk about like building around Golden State. It's very interesting because Steph kind of convinced the world that what he does is easy, right? Like people are like, "Oh, I can do it." Yeah, we can do it. We can build teams with like a guy who shoots threes whenever it feels like it. And as Portland and Houston have learned, it go, there's a lot more that goes into it than and, just and, a guy who would- can shoot threes.
1: I'll also add Atlanta is is learning that it's like right. okay this is kind of hard to like mm-hmm. Trey Young's good but this is right. not the easiest thing to build around when around no. a, a chucker like absolutely no. Um,
2: so yeah I don't see anyone taking Z crown because yeah. n- no one has the full set of skills that LeBron has everyone has a weakness you know like when Anthony Davis decided to score he gave up on his rebounds when Giannis was put you know. When they say boxing him, like, you know, sort of putting pressure on him to figure it out in the half court, he couldn't shoot like this. I I just don't see anyone who has the full set of skills outside. Yeah. Again, Luca, Luca is a guy who was like shown that he can create and score at the same time without hurting either aspect of his game.
1: Yeah. so. First of all, I, like I completely agree with you, Arthur. I I feel like you know with when MJ left, it was kind of like you know the search for the next MJ began, right. and I think it will be a bit more like that with LeBron. Like I right. don't think someone will like will like you know rip out his heart and and take the title like sort of sort of thing or take the crown. And the only other person that you know like neither of you mentioned, so, so I'm kind of just curious because um, I because I feel like he you know, there's some glaring like shooting issues, but I feel like Giannis is a pretty special defender overall player. Like he definitely has some like Shaq vibes, like, right. do, you know, Andy's 24. Do you feel like, you know, you, Arthur, you were saying like Milwaukee's not, it's not doing it for you. Like is, is, is Giannis a part of that? Like, or is he kind of like, I just
2: don't see how you learn how to shoot in a very short amount of time. Like, I think he's He's amazing. But unless he picks up a mid-range, people are always going to just put people in front of him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And as and, we saw against teams, you know, against the Raptors last year and against Miami this year, it's a problem for him. If you have a de Adebayo, if you have a Kawhi and if you have someone who's big enough and strong enough. Now, granted, there's maybe five players in the league that can do that.
1: So. Yeah. But some you know, teams have like a collect or a few guys who can you know.
2: Team- yeah, collect- but you can you have to you have to throw enough people at him to sort of um, sort of mitigate that. But like that's the thing about Giannis that pauses me. Like I I think he's incredible. He's obviously very athletic. He's obviously good on defense. But unless he develops a very reliable mid range shot, he will always have that. That would be the scouting you know, report on him is just put someone strong enough to stay in front of him. Yeah. And keep him away from the basket. And then you limit all his opportunities. Um,
1: we definitely have two playoffs in a row. We're, yeah. we're, we've seen just that. So, um, well, I mean, it doesn't work for LeBron
3: for me. Like, I don't mean to That's oversimplify right. it, but to me, it's just, he, he lacks that killer instinct. And I think that's what's going to separate him from somebody like LeBron. It's just like, like even like Shaq, Shaq is a top 10 player. Shaq never had a mid-range shot. You know what I mean? But Shaq won. Like Shaq was a winner. And Shaq,
1: and, yeah, Shaq was and, his own thing too.
3: And he and and he and he wanted to win just as bad as all those other greats and I and I haven't seen that in Giannis yet. And I, I mean I agree that he needs to develop more of a mid-range game like definitely agree but just where is that killer instinct? Where is your will to win no mm-hmm. matter what? I haven't seen it.
1: Okay. Uh, sticking with you, Catherine, just uh, our last NBA question here. And uh, I think you and Arthur basically, you know, both hit on it to some degree. Uh, and that's like this, this whole small ball era, right? We have Houston went all in. Uh, I was talking earlier, like, OG. Yeah. I spent minutes at center, which never would have happened like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, AD looked unstoppable. So is, is, is it that simple? Is it like teams are starting? They, 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 they're they looking at the Lakers being like, we need someone to slow this guy down or two guys to slow, slow it down, slow him down. Like if you're G state, are you, are you like, no, no, we'll run him off the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm wondering about the kind of like the overall style clash. Um, Yeah. Did this Lakers championship like mark an end of an era? Do you think?
3: Well, I think the return of the big man is going to be one of the strongest narratives going into next season. I think we're going to hear that a lot. Um, And I think there's going to be a lot of backlash uh, towards small ball basketball, although I think teams will be able to adjust to those kinds of lineups uh, to match up defensively here and there, just like you mentioned the Raptors did. But we weren't like a small ball team. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that being, I mean, with Golden State, like, Golden State is Golden State. They have their identity. They have two of the greatest three point shooters of all time. I don't see them changing who they are, but I see other teams trying to adjust, trying to see who they can have match up against Anthony Davis because he's proven to be that guy. He's proven that if you can't match up against him, you're, you're done.
1: I mean, yeah. Like if you're, if you're the Clippers, right. And you're like, okay, we're going to keep Kawhi and we're going to keep George. You're definitely looking at the Lakers being like, all right, but then we need someone or some dudes beyond, you know, Z- Z- Zubot. is it Zubach or Zubats? I think it's Zubach with a C. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Arthur, what, what, what do you, what do you think about this kind of like I agree. And I agree, think copycat stuff?
2: Know, Catherine mentioned it is is a thing that I I think as basketball fans, we either take for granted or we forget is the fact that you have two of the best shooters we've ever seen yes. playing on the same team at the same time. This is like Reggie Mill and Ray Allen being on the same team yes. and claiming that small ball is a thing. Like I don't think there was ever a small ball error. I think ah, it was like a you're... Golden State error, mm-hmm. which was, We'll, we're going to put Andre Iguodala, uh, Draymond Green, and Harrison Burns before, obviously, um, Kevin Durant got there. We're going to put these five small guys on the court, and we're going to figure it out, uh, except they don't have to rebound because every shot that Steph and Clay make, uh, they're going in.
1: And yeah. and
2: and when when you when you Houston is a perfect example. They built a team of like we're just going to have shooters on the floor. I'm like, PJ Tucker is not Clay Thompson. Okay. Yes, James Harden might be Steph in terms of how often he can make them, mm-hmm. but you don't have anyone else. And if you have small guys on the court, no one. Again, going back to offensive and defensive rebounds. If there's no one picking up that ball, you guys are going to be in trouble. Like. There was a Golden State era, I agree, and they made it work, but it's, they made it work because they have two of the best shooters ever. And that's something, you, again, you can't replicate. That's something you yeah. can't just make up. There's not a bunch of... If, if shooting was just about like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and put up, you know, a thousand shots and become better, everyone would be able to do it. But no one... It's, like, it's, it's something so innate to that talent mm-hmm. that we take for granted. Um and, and sort of minimize what Clay and Steph have done to make that team work. And that's why like I worry about how they're gonna build it again, because again, you kind of need pieces around them that will allow them, especially for Clay, because Steph can shoot that ball from wherever. He has the handles and and, 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 and the skill set to create his own shot. Clay Thompson doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: he just doesn't. He can't dribble the ball you know, with his head up and he's not crossing over anyone. So it's like, that's why I worry about Golden State. I'm like, you have to find people that can help create that thing. So I never thought there was a small ball era. I thought there was a Golden State era. And like you said, now people have to build for all these big guys that are really, really good. Bazingas, Giannis, AD, uh, even like Kawhi, I put him in that sort Yoke-ish. of range. Like a, a, yeah. a bit, you know, Jokic, like a and bunch beads, of big still. dudes. Mm -hmm. that are really, really good at what they do. And you have a bunch of talented wings as well, you know, that could, I guess, work in small ball, but mostly work the way the NBA worked as always, with having amazing, like, perimeter players, like a Jason Tatum or, you know, and all those other guys.
1: Yeah, no, I think think you hit it totally on the head. And, like, as we you know, go through a particular era in basketball, I think the tendency is to want to understand it and define it as quick as we can. And I think it's, it's a really kind of, it's a really kind of interesting take thinking about the era of small ball. It's like, well, maybe actually it was just this really, really specifically good team and they played their five best players and no one could handle that. And those players particularly, could just shoot the hell out of the ball and yeah, sure. Try and do that. But, um, you know, you could put Trey young and buddy healed on the same team, but it might not be the same result. And, you know, not to mention Draymond who kind of like really did stuff with the, you know, power forward center position, which I think was kind of like nuanced and important for that squad. But,
2: uh, I Draymond think- is the only old star we've with, with, Made an all-star based purely on effort.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he has some pretty like elite passing, but it is like, yeah, he doesn't do the craziest. He doesn't play flashy. Like, no. He has all those like, he like uh, the best Draymond stat line is always like seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists, seven steals, seven turnovers. Cheers. Yeah.
3: I mean, the crazy thing with them, it's like, I mean, Steph hardly had any playing time last season. I think he might have played a total of like two weeks or so. And then Klay Thompson went out at the end of last year. By the time this next season starts, they're going to go almost two whole years without playing NBA basketball. Like that's wild. That is wild.
1: This break in general is just so. Yeah. I mean, like you're talking, nice. I mean,
3: I don't think the NBA is going to start in January. I think it's going to be later. I think it's going to be closer to like. early. You don't
2: season. think so? Do you think they're in a bubble?
3: Well, what I've read is that the owners are hoping to have fans, which I don't think is realistic at all, but yeah. I think they're going to hold out just in case it is possible concede to the fact that it's not possible and then come up with some form of a semi bubble or like a four tier bubble between divisions or something. Right.
1: Right. It's probably kind of like an insurance based thing. Yeah. So
3: maybe we won't have it again until like March. Like I know they want to do a full 82 regular season thing, which is complicated because if there's no fans, there's no home court advantage. What are people playing for? Right. So it's all going to be very interesting. But just going back to the Golden State talk, again, a year and a half to two years without NBA basketball. Same with Kevin Durant. I mean, it's just, it's wild. I don't know if we've ever seen anything really like it with so many of the biggest stars in the league like this.
2: Yeah, and it's a good thing for them because they get to heal up. And then just to bring Mm -hmm. it back to the Raptors, it's one of the things that I worry about the Raptors, because right now, as it stands, we don't have people that can shoot. We don't have, like... Watching us struggle to get any sort of consistent shooting, whether it's from behind the arc or even the mid range was kind of depressing because we are, and I still say this, I still believe this in many ways. We are, if not the best defensive team in the league, maybe number two.
1: Yeah, I, right? I think we are the best defensive team.
2: Like, it just, just the ability to be able to switch people easily. And not give up tons of points in the paint, but that means nothing if you're just throwing up bricks on the other side. Like absolutely. Yeah. It was, so it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, I want to have some sort of consistent shooting to come into the game, uh, or like you just hope that Siakam works on the yips that he is he went through during the playoffs and just comes back. Even at a a, 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 like a 10% more clip, it would be, it'd be, it would make the Raptors way more dangerous.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure they'll all be like just like locked in a room with Matt Thomas and they'll be like, Matt Thomas, you are going to train these guys to shoot like you do. Yeah. And this is what we're doing. Um, Well,
3: that's the big elephant in the room with the Raptors right now, right? Is like, what's going on with Siakam? Is he going to find his way again? we've invested our entire future into this guy. And I know everybody just wants to be really supportive and all that myself included. There's no point in hating on the guy from rooting for him at the same time. Like I just, a lot of people on the internet are just kind of dumb, but uh, it is worrisome. I will say like I am, No, it's fair. I'm concerned,
2: but but it's (laughs) fair, but it's something that I said leading up to, you know, even the championship run, um, and again, maybe I was a bit biased being uh, um, both a Raptors fan and an African immigrant. But a lot of the conversation worried me leading up to it where people were like, oh, you only say playing basketball four years ago or three years ago, or 16 minutes ago. That's when you picked <laughs> up a basketball for the first time. There was such condescending conversations around it. Mm-hmm. And I knew as it was happening that that is the same thing that they're going to do to tear that man down, mm-hmm. you know, because right. the truth of the matter is if you're watching the game and if you watch and, and Yannis has it as well, a little bit, is that if the game doesn't come naturally to you, if you learned it in a book, there's, there's a much bigger difference than learning it, like absorbing it as you grow up, you know, right. same thing like with, when we're talking about like shooting Steph grew up with Dale Curry, just sort of following him around and just naturally learn how to pick up a basketball and throw it at the net. Like, even when Steph is missing, the ball is around the hoop. You never see, like, completely terrible, terrible Steph Curry shots. Like, unless he's desperate, he's just sort of winging it. And, 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 and you watch Yakim's game, and it's like all the progress he's made, they're just moments within a game where he pulls off a move that you're like, oh, you didn't learn this game when you were eight or seven years old and there's there's decisions that don't come naturally to you which is the advantage all these AAU players have Mm -hmm. is they play from like seven maybe even even younger and they just learn natural things where they see a defender like so many times Siakam has shaken a defender and doesn't realize it and then sort of Especially when he's in the paint, he'll shake a defender and then go back into the contact where it's like, no, the guy was gone. Like you had free reign, but it's because he's learned it in a textbook as opposed to learning it in as, as on a playground.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent point. Totally. And it's kind of like that natural, like trick shot flow. You can see a guy like, you know, Trey Young or you know, Chris Paul have that, like that supernatural skill. And, you know, the, it's part of the conversation with Siakam in general, like how are, you know, and us building this team around someone who is like, quote unquote, like raw or like really good on defense. And like, I think, you know, we've come a long way from the like DeRozan era where, you know, Siakam's putting up like fairly equivalent offensive numbers and, you know, blows DeRozan out of the water defensively, like Siakam's a I would say a top 10 top 15 defender in the NBA easily and probably will be for the next like five, six years. But at the end of the day, that's like sometimes not enough uh, from, from the one specific player, but we'll, we're going to have forever to talk about Siakam. Let's uh, let's jump into some quickish questions. Uh, Maddie, I don't know if you're ready. I hope I'm not catching you off guard, but if you got some quickish questions for me, <laughs> give it to me. Quickish questions! Never off guard. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like everyone knows how this works. Uh, I'm going to stumble through some questions. I might drop a comma or a or a question mark even. Um, It will be confusing in the best case scenario, but your job is to answer the question as as fast as you possibly can. Uh, That's the game. Sound good? All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. I should say uh, no phone a friend. Uh, That's for you, Matt. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's do uh, Catherine, Arthur, Matt. All right. Here we go. Catherine. Uh Mm-hmm. The NBA draft is 5 weeks away. The Raptors pick 29th. Do they make any moves?
3: <laughs> no. No, I, we've got good scouts who know who to pick uh, that deep into the draft.
1: Okay. Um Arthur, would you give up would you give up 6 months of your life, meaning you die six months earlier than you would have in exchange for the ability to dunk a basketball?
2: Uh, I have dunked a basketball.
1: Oh, take that Adam Christie. So, <laughs>
2: so no, I would not do that. Ah, well, it's funny because I
1: answered right away, yes.
2: Yeah, I, I you mean- You really? Wait a minute
3: sorry just to, to freddie you would actually give up six months of your life to dunk a basketball i think so that is ridiculous <laughs> if i had never
2: if i couldn't i probably would think about it for sure but well, i mean would have days to be are long a- going now but yeah i,
3: I mean i, I would have- give up six months of my life to play in like the WNBA or something, but to just to dunk, <laughs> guys, come on. Okay. Right, you know, right? I, hija- I hijack Wait. that. I'm sorry, but I, okay. I had to. I, had to. Oh, I don't
1: want don't anyone apologize. giving up their
3: lives, <laughs> Matt.
1: This is good. It's, no, the Catherine's going to love this. Catherine oh, apologize. You're right. I said it was a no brainer. Yeah, there's a follow up question. Um, uh, Matt, you can answer this. How many months slash years would it take? For it not to be a no-brainer So for me, six months, no issues uh, For you, what's a no-brainer like You'll cut off X amount of time of your life To be able to dunk um, So how much, how much time am I going to give up? Uh, yeah, like Ten years? What are you talking? Just to, to
0: dunk? Just to dunk? I, I, I mean I'll, go, I'll do a month I'll take a month off Okay. You
3: guys
2: are crazy. <laughs> All right. Six is not. What, nice. what do you mean, like giving up your life, like are you in prison or something?
0: No, it's Honestly, like you're. No It's idea. like you know exactly <laughs> how long you're gonna live, and then they just chop six months off. Adam is gonna be <laughs>
1: thrilled with what he's done to the segment, and this is
0: his question too. Freaking so, Adam! So,
2: so,
3: I'd give so, up five minutes.
0: Yeah, Catherine. that that's the right answer.
2: Like, <laughs> I, like this, I can understand people. Like Adam is a tall dude. Adam hasn't dunked a basketball. Honestly. What a sad
1: human being. <laughs> I hope, I really hey. hope he's listening now. Um, yeah. is he six, seven is the key to LeBron's <laughs> goat claim that he dragged a worse team to the finals. 2007 Cleveland Cavs with Larry Hughes, Drew Gooden, as Zil- a uh, journey, Sokowskis, Sasha Pavlovich, than Jordan ever did. It's,
3: it's just one of many, many things. One of many. Yes.
1: Okay. I like that answer. Um, uh, here's another uh, little follow-up uh, Oh, no, sorry Adam just said he also had Eric Snow Which I think he felt bad about Shout out um, <laughs> Arthur oh, oh, sorry, this is Okay, Adam's tearing this up This is an all-play Um oh dear Question for all guests What is your default order at Wendy's? <laughs> Arthur? Um, I, I know this one
2: Wendy's, I guess, the chicken sandwich?
1: Chicken sandwich? Matt? That is correct. The
0: spicy chicken, medium frying, and medium Diet Coke, baby. Wow,
3: Matt. That's Kevin. the default. Um, I'm a vegetarian,
1: so... Oh. So you love Wendy's. Uh, yeah. fries. I haven't been to a Wendy's in a long
3: time. <laughs> I recall... A baked potato.
1: Oh, yeah. I
3: recall the frosty.
1: Yeah. Yep. Frosty, no worries.
3: And just, or maybe I would get fries and dip them in the frosty.
0: Baked potato sure. and a frosty, I'm all
3: yeah. for that. Yeah, I'll do <laughs> work. That's, that's my I'm order.
1: usually a spicy chicken sandwich with a junior bacon, because those are always... Whoa. Like, they're like a buck 50. I love You're two oh,
3: T-burger yeah. guy. Hey.
1: Crazy. um, Crazy. Okay, Arthur, how much have you already missed hearing... Kitchener, Ontario, on a national U.S. broadcast. Uh,
2: I've missed it quite a bit, <laughs> uh, mainly because uh, our friend uh, Rob Bebenek, who uh, you guys are sort of familiar with, yep. this is as a very funny comedian here in Toronto. His claim to any sort of fame is: I went to the same high school as Jamal Murray, even though he's probably like 14 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and Like That's not the same thing.
3: Because
2: in the same building. Yeah, yeah it's a large years passage apart. of time. You know, because when you say I went to high school with someone, you were there at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you it, saw them in the it, halls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, <laughs> that's and, shameful, but I've, missed it. I've missed it because up until that Kitchener Ontario... Uh, a blow up or glow up, as the as the kids say, it was really nothing for them to celebrate, you know. So yeah, I agree. I miss
1: it, um, Matt. Yeah. Since the end since the end of the uh, season, playoffs <sighs> were played in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, the Scotia Bank Arena has basically been empty for the past seven months. Did wow. sort of shawarma. Take the time off to work on itself and become fully actualized shawarma, or are they unrecognizable shawarma at this point?
0: Yeah, no, I think they took the time to be even more sorta, you know, like oh, good, double down, to, on yeah, the, double down okay. on the sorta. I think so for sure. Perfect,
2: <laughs> you think um, it's gonna be a double soda like on the, on the side,
1: yeah, just like sorta with more question marks? It's gonna be a lot of hot lettuce, a lot more hot um, lettuce. Yeah, we need that, <laughs> uh, Catherine. Uh, Canada still has uh, has to get through an Olympic qualification tournament for men's basketball. Who's in your starting lineup?
3: Can Ooh. I can I name five Canadian? Basketball
2: I hope players? so.
1: Um, That's hilarious. That's
3: so funny. <laughs> okay, well, there's okay. Obviously, Jamal Murray. Kelly Olinick. Jay Gill, Chris Alexander. Kelly Olinick is in the starting lineup. Uh, Chris Boucher is probably off the bench. Uh, who, are my, Lou who Dort. are my forwards? Lou Dort, yeah. Uh, and who's my other who's my who's our power forward? Lou Dort's a small forward, Tristan
1: mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson. Some oh, I guess yeah, it would yeah. have to be
3: Tristan Thompson, yeah.
1: Uh, Brooks Wiggins, Wiggins off the bench, yeah. Oh, Wiggins off the he bench. doesn't want to play. I mean, oh, yeah, he doesn't want
3: to, yeah, screw him. <laughs> you know what? Barrett,
1: Barrett Jr.'s got to start because his dad. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know.
3: And maybe, uh, I think O'Shea Brissett was maybe making the team.
1: Oh, that'd be nice. Toronto guy. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, well, hey, and, I did oh, name and, some. And Sorry. Samuel
2: D'Alembert for some veteran presence on the team. Yeah. Whoa.
1: Bring in down <laughs> yeah, like, just get him to fight with Leo Routins again. Yeah. Um, Arthur. uh, who would be a good fit to replace the intangible qualities, mentorship, basketball IQ, parade, bus partying, that Marcus brought to the table? Doesn't have to be a big man or somebody currently in the NBA. Is it that oh. Oh.
2: Uh I was going to go J.R. Smith, obviously. Um, That'd because be
1: good. Uh, he's, already,
2: he's already brought that energy so many times. It uh, doesn't have to be basketball. Um... Uber for Toronto, you know what? Jamal McGlure.
1: <laughs> wow, be already like, on like, the team. You don't need to <laughs> you're not go coaching you anymore. You're playing? Yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, big cat. Um, okay, uh, Matt, this one's for you. Um, oh dear. uh, the reader uh, the writer saying, uh, I started this topic on another inferior page to this one. Um, you can work off this question Can the Lakers repeat? If they add another big piece. uh, Yeah. And, and no. what, what's a nice piece?
0: What's a nice piece to add to the Lakers? Well, mm. I don't know how well this is going to fit, but I think he's got a good heart and he deserves to be an L.A. guy that can go home and play for his home team. I would like to see DeMar DeRozan yes! on the Lakers. Wow. DeMar, some DeMar love. I don't know how he'll fit, but
2: I think, you know,
3: Oh, I think that's a great.
0: Do you think fit. it's a good fit? No, it's a
2: gr- that's a great fit. Yeah. yeah, the number three option would be incredible. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah incredible. Um, I agree. Catherine, what are you going to do now that the NBA season is over?
3: Oh, well, um, <laughs> not to throw in an early plug, but I do have an NBA podcast and oh, I'm, determined to, I'm determined to keep it going until at least mid December. So <laughs> I'm still. There's a lot there, though. Yeah, yeah i think i'm still gonna be stuff. consuming a lot of nba just like content between like leading up to the draft uh free agency maybe learning more than five canadian players <laughs> <laughs> to talk about what's his name uh, ronald house
2: what's the kid's name in houston who got kicked out of the bubble
1: oh daniel
2: house daniel He's house. canadian no no i'm saying i was gonna say that's that's an episode on its own
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's going to put their foot in their mouth or do something stupid. So that'll be great. And then also there is the Oscar Pistorius 30 for 30 documentary which I am so excited about. I'm really looking forward to that doc. And uh, before the bubble started, I was just doing like a classic movie phase. Like I was just watching one movie a night, just catching up on movies that I've missed out on over the years. So that's what that's what I'll be up
1: to. Love it. Doesn't get quicker than that, folks. That was
3: really
1: long I'm just kidding. Um, Arthur, the la- last question. Uh, Max Kerman of the Arkells, if you didn't know, and Dr. J of the NBA were just named to the board of directors for Nick Nurse's Charitable Foundation. Who are you adding to yours?
2: Ooh. Oh. Um, that's that's you've stumped me who am i adding to the board of directors of my foundation um i'm bringing in maasai
1: mm. great because i feel like right? he's
2: a guy who has so many contacts and a guy who's just just gonna make it get, get stuff done oh yeah he's big i time. i am bringing Masai maasai i'm bringing in um good lord um who am i bringing
3: you should bring in oh. freddie Rivas.
2: yeah i should bring in freddie no i will not i, I guess bring... so. okay you know what fair enough i, bring thomas. I do have time the remaining bring thomas Rivas.
0: gonna bring my brother wow yeah. the remaining uh... members of the bare naked ladies
2: yeah uh <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna go music i'm bringing in beyonce yeah oh good if good. he's gonna have the kills i'm gonna bring in beyonce i'm <laughs> definitely bringing in rihanna whoa just you know heavy hitters yeah and then um uh i'm bringing in uh for the sake of just sort of balancing it out because i feel like i should make it a bit diverse uh i'm gonna bring in
1: uh,
2: uh steve nash (laughs) (laughs)
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always the best diversity yeah. hire yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to just like inject some positivity and you're like hmm where can i get it yeah uh, that's good stuff um wow steve yeah steve nash that's that's diversity right there um you nailed it guys that's the pod um thanks everyone for listening so much um katherine and arthur thank you so much uh Catherine, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you first. Uh, what's up? Uh, you know, well, Where can people listen to your podcasts? Or what else do you want to plug?
3: Uh, my Okay, so my podcast is called Buckets and Tea NBA Podcast. I basically rant about the NBA uh, every Monday. So check that out. You can find me on social media at it's me underscore Catherine, which is spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Blame my parents. And uh, yeah, good times.
1: Sweet. Um, what about you, Arthur? What's going on?
2: I am I'm mostly at home, so you can find me there if you, if you know where I live. Love it. I'm Arthur Simeon on all the socials. I have one show coming up uh, at, uh, at Paulson Pier at the City View Drive-In in two weeks, October 24th. It's an outdoor show. You get to enjoy it from the comfort of your car, so it's social distance and it's safe in these times. Uh, yeah. Tickets are on sale right now. Uh, other than that, come to the crib and let's watch sports.
1: I love it. <laughs> so, you know, either safely watch Arthur in a socially distanced manner or just come right into his place, <laughs> hang out in the there, crib, yeah, and, and, and watch some sports. Um, I also feel like we've advertised uh, for this comedy show accidentally two weeks in a row. Uh, I don't know if you're in the same show as Adam
2: yes he's hosting yeah
1: so so yeah folks we're really i don't know who else is on the show but they're going to be the guests next week sophie Bundle is
2: on the show okay get I don't on know. the show next week dave Marhaj is on the show get him on the pod next okay week. <laughs>
1: those two are, are the our are, are next week's guests i don't care if they like the raptors or not i know dave does you
3: to be yeah. teaching basketball to sophie on that one okay. That'd be great. that's a
0: great podcast it <laughs>
3: will yeah. be good